0: What is up, everybody? We got a lot to talk about today, including going into the playoffs in the NFL and COVID has hit hard again. Let's get right into it. is going on spectators today i'm here with my brother brooklyn as always what's going on brother
1: yo 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 what's going on everybody what's going on ju just want to start it out wish everybody a merry merry christmas hey. that's right around the corner you ain't gonna hear from us until after but we ready we ready for it and i am in a very good mood because last weekend we got to go see spider-man yes, that was amazing been waiting a year for that so i'm i'm hyped man i'm hyped to get into this we got some winners and losers for everybody
0: yes, but how you doing i'm doing great bro and again i'll uh, reiterate what you said Merry christmas everybody happy holidays for everybody who celebrates any of those hope you guys have been able to spend some time with your family and just enjoy the uh the not colder weather in Florida, but maybe somewhere mm. else if if you're somewhere else. So yeah, I hope you. are <laughs> Yeah, right, because uh, we're not. I'm actually today though, so maybe it's a little colder outside. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? But uh, yeah, let's just get right into winners and losers. We had a, uh, I think it was NFL Week 15 that we just uh kind of went through, and there's some pushback. We, we still have a couple of games we actually gotta wait for because uh COVID. Protocol stuff pushed these games back, so the Raiders Browns game got pushed back, and the Rams uh, it was a Rams Seahawks got pushed back to Tuesday. Also Washington Philly. So there's like several games that got pushed back, and we obviously got to wait for those to finish to paint the bigger picture here. But we have a a good idea of kind of how this week has looked already. Uh, you got a winner yeah. for me?
1: I do, and. I'm going to start out with the Miami Dolphins mm, are my first winner of the week.
0: And really, week. Yeah, really week.
1: the whole season, they started out looking miserable. Yeah, one and seven. Bad. Out. Just don't even look at them. They're ugly. Ignore them. Don't keep it, away. keep it away. Far, far away. But here we are, and they go on a six-game winning streak. Yeah. Six game winning streak, and now they're looking like if things go right, they're right up there in the AFC East fighting with Buffalo and New England for a top spot. Oh, you're talking division. No, I'm just saying, shout out to them. I'm just they're in a position. That that's that, that that's I'm just they, putting it they there. They're in a position. <laughs> what what they do with that position, that's up to them.
0: Yeah, and I mean, what? this might be the least impressive six-game win streak in NFL history. Uh, you're playing the Texans, the Jets twice, the Panthers, and the Giants, <laughs> uh, none of which have been particularly good this year. But you did get a good win against the Ravens and uh-huh. held them to only 10 points. So the defense has certainly stepped up, uh, like, tremendously the, the last part of the year. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they're in a good little spot. Tua's back. Clearly, they're a better team with Tua than they are with Jacoby Brissett. Who would have thought? Um, I think literally anybody with a brain and I don't know, they, they look more like the team I expected. I expected the dolphins to kind of be a seven and seven team around this time. I, I thought their schedule was kind of loaded at one end, but they had a couple of tough games and then they had a lot of freebies and they've kind of taken advantage of those freebies at this point. So, yeah.
1: That's what you got to do. And
0: when you get a big win over the, the Patriots to start the year, which didn't seem like a big win at the time, but kind of is now. Uh, you get the Patriots the last week of the season. Weird scheduling, by the way. Having them week one and then week 19. Kind of weird, but uh, Dolphins look cool. I, I, I'll i take them as a winner.
1: Yeah, I mean, anytime you can turn it around like that. Yeah shout out it,
0: it's like you a... you
1: lose seven you win six shout out pretty pretty cool good stuff, good I'm job sure. whatever you're doing keep on doing it because you're going places <laughs> maybe yeah, not if that's cancun if, if that's cancun it's cancun but you're going somewhere you're going somewhere
0: <laughs> for sure i like that i like that uh winner for me talk to me Winner for me, and this is a pretty big one that I've been on all year since, like, they, they're kind of like the Dolphins' light. Uh, the Colts, Indianapolis Colts, they get the win over maybe the hottest team in football outside of the Chiefs with, with the Patriots. Uh, they, they pretty much shut them down offensively all game. It was, like, the first game in a while Mac Jones has been, like, legitimately uncomfortable um they win this game by two scores and Carson Wentz didn't even have that good of a game in fact he had a bad game (laughs) he threw a couple of picks and uh Jonathan Taylor had a pretty solid game obviously that 67 yard run really like makes it look a lot better than it was but that was the dagger uh and the Patriots scored all their points in the fourth quarter so they they had three quarters of just we couldn't do anything And uh, I don't know. The Colts seem like they are actually somewhat of a contender, especially when coming into this week, people thought it was the Patriots and Chiefs to lose. And now you have the Colts kind of throwing their hat in the ring.
1: Cool. So I'm going to kind of piggyback off this. It's a pseudo winner, but it's my loser. And my loser is me. Because all, all this season... I haven't been too convinced on
0: the Colts. No, every time they have a big win, you're like, I don't know.
1: Because all their wins have just come from teams that they should beat. They beat the Dolphins, Texans, Niners, Jets, Jags, Bills was nice, Texans. The Patriots, I liked. That was a good win. So just all year, it was kind of just, okay, I see them. They're a good team. They're beating the teams that they should. Nice. Yeah. They, they lost to the Rams. They lost to the Titans. Those early. They didn't the figure it
0: out. Carson just they, got they, there. They
1: lost, lost to the Bucks. I understand that. I understand. I'm, but that, that was
0: just how I was feeling. But on camera, I'm the loser. I'm the loser. Yes, sir. I mean, hey, man. <laughs> it's about the way you win. And when you have a pretty good rushing game. We've seen yeah. teams with great rushing games go to Super Bowls before with quarterbacks worse than Carson Wentz, so hey. you know <laughs> it, it's one of those kind of deals. So I'm not saying they're going. No, shout there, out to the Colts. I, I do <laughs> think they're a winner this week. Um, shout out to I got a loser for you. Okay. The Denver Broncos, and for a couple of reasons, right? Obviously Teddy goes down. We're hoping he's okay. Uh, yeah seeing teddy down is like the saddest thing to me in in football because like nobody deserves to play more than him he's just such a good guy and injuries kind of follow him all the way around in any given way so hopefully he's okay but this was a really really important game and this game pretty much knocks them out of the playoffs i know they're only a game back of the of the bengals now but now they lose the head-to-head they lost the head-to-head to the to the ravens this year they have a couple of head-to-heads that they haven't won. And they have a really tough schedule the rest of the way. This was a big game that would have given them that little bit of a cushion. And they didn't take it. And, again, part of it's because of an injury. And that that happens, you know. It sucks. It sucks. So, Broncos losing the home in a really ugly game. Like, this, this was not a good game. Joe Burrow wasn't super sharp. Nobody played particularly well. Tyler Boyd got back in the mix. I swear he's been like quiet for like a while. So good to see the wide rec- or, yeah, the wide receivers over there get spread out a little bit. But absolutely, yeah, that's my loser.
1: Okay, um, piggybacking on injuries, I'm going with the Bucks for one of my losers. Oh, yeah. Tom Brady, first time in 15 years, gets shut out. I think it was 255 consecutive starts. Jeez. Without getting shut out. Mike Evans goes down. Chris Godwin goes down. Lenny goes down. And
0: that's on the offense. Their defense has been decimated all year.
1: All year, bro. But now, Evans and Lenny, the, they'll be back hobbled. Hopefully, they, they get it together. Antonio Brown coming but back. Godwin, Antonio Brown's coming back. So, that's their knighting shining armor with Godwin disappearing for the rest of the regular season. Yeah. Is he able to at all to come back in the playoffs? I haven't heard anything yet. I, I know I he's out. I haven't
0: seen anything, to be honest with you. Okay.
1: As of right now, he's probably out for the majority. Well, not majority. The rest of the regular season. So that that's a tough blow. Yeah. That's a really tough blow. And what two... I'm, the last game against the Bills, you you have to look at just because they let them come all the way back you get the overtime win cool you you ride off into the sunset but something to be noted and to just watch out for and then they let
0: the saints come in and shut them out yeah. that's, not good, that's not good especially this late Well, and especially just tom brady's had some trouble beating the saints as a buck so uh yeah that's something that's super concerning obviously because if you lose to the saint's three out of four times and still end up with six regular season losses, I think you're okay, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Um,
1: but th- this isn't really like a regular season worry thing it, right now for them being the loser, no, but the injuries, come playoff yeah, time. injuries. Yeah, sure. come playoff time, they're – I don't it's know. It's the same
0: bad. thing we've had wrong with the, the Bucks all year, though. So it's not a lack of talent. We're just scared that they're definitely no, 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 no. running out because they, it is. No. <laughs> so, uh, I can get behind Absolutely. that. I got another winner for you, and uh, you okay. know, this is this is off the back of the Morrow winners. The Green Bay mm-hmm. Packers yeah. won this game, but Tyler Huntley looked pretty pretty solid, and I yeah. I kind of said it coming into the game. I said I think this is going to be a better game than people think. I know you picked the Packers and the pick and I didn't even love the pick, and you're like, well, they don't have Lamar, and I'm like, I'm telling you. Spent a little bit of that saw saw of Tyler Huntley last week. He actually looked solid, and the passing game was better than it's been all year. Uh-huh. <laughs> Coming to this game, Tyler Huntley throws for 200 yards. He looked pretty good. He didn't throw a pick. He had two touchdowns. Wasn't the most efficient, and obviously that kind of came back to bite him. Uh, but really what came back to bite him is this is the second game this season that Jim Harbaugh went for two. Instead of going for one that tied a game, put it into OT. He goes for two to try and win it. They run the exact same play that they ran against the really? Steelers. The exact same play. It didn't work again, and <clears throat> here we are now. The Ravens are eight and six instead of potentially ten and four, and they might not make the playoffs now because this was a pretty big loss. Like now, Cincinnati's tied with them. They could have taken that one extra step of when you're getting close in weeks like this, you need to try and get these wins against these teams that you, maybe you shouldn't or, like, you put yourself in a position to win, and they just they didn't do it. But Tyler Huntley is my winner, though, because he looked pretty solid, and he was Lamar light. I mean, he had 70 rushing yards, like, two, two touchdown runs. Like, he, he was... He was pretty good. He was explosive. It was kind of fun to watch.
1: Yeah, he did look good. All right, so we'll, we'll finish this off with, well, what you want? You want a winner or a loser? Whichever
0: you feel more passionate about.
1: Well, I'll, I'll go with the loser then because I'm mad at them. I'm, I'm mad at them because they...
0: The Cardinals, they, yes.
1: They, they were so close to making me either go undefeated or go... Owen oh, 3 yesterday on the Pickems. Arizona Cardinals. Tough. They lose to the Detroit Lions and when you lose to the Detroit Lions, you will be a spectator loser, That's true. That happens. So, so simple as that. that,
0: that. Not only did they lose, um, they got killed.
1: They got They got their man-handled. wings flipped. like
0: this was not the yeah, Vikings It was game. bad. It was kind of close and like it was a game to the end. No, they, they were dominated from start to finish. This was kinda crazy. I was I was telling yeah. you while I was watching it, Jared Goff, Arizona Cardinal, known Arizona Cardinal killer. Just known. He's had a weirdly good career against the Cardinals, which hey man.
1: Yeah, so Arizona.
0: Uh-uh-uh. Hold that. Uh-uh-uh. Hold that. But, yeah, um, that's that's a very good loser. And uh, do you know who's not a loser? Our who? boy Gerard. He's going to let you know who did well in fantasy this week. You're probably in the playoffs or at home on your couch watching the playoffs. And if you're either of those, you're going to want to know who popped off this week. Gerard, talk to him.
2: What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Babyface G, and we're back again for another segment of Fantasy Corner. We're in week 15. And we're going to go ahead and talk to you about some stuff that's happened. I'm going to give you the top performance for this week. Granted, we still got four games left, so these numbers could change. But for right now, I'm going to give you what we have. And I'm going to give you some starts and I'm going to give you some sits for week 16, um, second or third round of the playoffs, just depending on however you guys do it. But hey, let's go ahead and get to it. Quarterback one is Tyler Huntley, 288 total yards, two rushing touchdowns, two passing touchdowns for a total of 36 fantasy points. He stepped up big without Lamar Jackson there against the Packers and he he, he looked. I'm not gonna gonna lie, I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you. I think he looked better this week than Lamar has looked in the past couple weeks. So something to keep note of. Lamar is obviously the better player, but hey, he stepped up and that's something Lamar hasn't been able to do the past couple weeks. Duke Johnson is your running back one this week. That's a name I haven't heard of in years. He's on the Dolphins, just in case you didn't know, because I didn't know until I saw these stats. 127 total yards, two touchdowns for 26 fantasy points. It's good to see vet players balling out, but you know it's the playoffs, so it's people who you need to ball out, aren't balling out, and people who you don't really care if they ball out are balling out, so it's very weird. But hey, the Dolphins are hot right now. Maybe he keeps it going pick him up? Probably not, but hey, never know. If you need him, you need him. Tyreek Hill is your wide receiver one. Um, This is probably one of the best games he's had all year, and that's saying a lot because he's used to having these games all the time, but not this year, I guess, because the Chiefs offense hasn't really been clicking. But anyways, 12 receptions, 148 yards, a touchdown for 33 fantasy points. Tyreek Hill balled out. And so did his number one partner over there, Travis Kelsey, 10 receptions, 191 yards, two touchdowns for 41 fantasy points. Their offense is a little inconsistent this year, but hey, they both bought out in a shootout against the Chargers. It was a great game. Sucks if you didn't watch it. I couldn't watch it because I was watched Spider-Man, but, you know, I had more important things to do clearly. So. Without further ado, I'm gonna give you guys some starts. I'm gonna give you guys some sits to look for for week 16. In the starts column, I'm starting Jalen Hurts against the Giants because Jalen Hurts has a consistent twenty points per game around that around there and I think he had one game like below double digits, which for a lot of quarterbacks this year, that's huge, because you know there's a lot of quarterbacks who've been underperforming and it's a playoff so you need someone who's consistent. I think Jalen Hurts goes off against the Giants. Ronald Jones is playing the Panthers this week. I'm starting him because Leonard Fournier is hurt. So you're probably gonna have to go pick him up. But if you pick him up and you get him, I'm starting him because there are not many people that have had a starting role before and they just got delegated to the backup because their backup started outperforming them. But Ronald Jones is still capable of leading an offense behind the line. You know what I'm saying? Devontae Smith I'm starting him as well. I like him and Jalen Hurts to both torch the Giants, and they're trying to make a playoff run. So I'm, they're going to torch the Giants, and I think they're both going for 20 points. Week 16, you heard it here first. That's what I'm rocking with at least. Dawson Knox for New as a plan against New England. I like Dawson Knox as a tight end. I think he's really good. I think this is his come-out year for him. He played like, New England two weeks ago. Didn't really perform that much. The conditions were terrible and he dropped like two touchdown passes. I think Dawson Knox is good enough to make you guys go to the next round of these fantasy playoffs. So some, some, some sits I have for week 16 is Dak Prescott. I'm not starting Dak because Dak hasn't really shown me much. He had a good start after that. He's kind of fizzled out and he's been like relying on his defense, his defense have been carrying him uh, so far this season, I think, in my opinion. Their defense is really good, don't get me wrong, and their offense can be very good. But for fantasy aspects, I'm not seeing it from Dak, and I'm not starting Dak because it's the playoffs. You need consistent, you need a solid, at least, I would say, 20 points from your quarterback if you're trying to make it to the next round. Zeke, I don't know what happened to Zeke. I think he's gotten worse every year in the league, and like he had a great start in the beginning of the year. Like, okay, maybe Zeke's back, but now he's just back to his normal stuff, you know? his knee injury is probably bothering him. Yeah, I understand that, but like this is fantasy and you can't make excuses for injuries. He's a touchdown or bust. Yeah, he had a decent game this week with a touchdown. But other than that, I think Tony Pollard is gonna start coming up and coming up fast. And I think they're gonna start kind of pulling the ropes back on Zeke to get him ready for the playoffs. And they might run uh, Tony Pollard a little bit more. I'm sitting high with Brown against the Bengals. Marquise Brown, he's a good wide receiver, yeah. He's, I don't think he's a number one wide receiver. I never thought he was. And Lamar Jackson hasn't looked all that great this year. Um, So, and everything, and when he has looked great, it seems like a lot of it's gone to Mark Andrews. So I think it's the Mark Andrews and Lamar show. So I'm not really feeling Hollywood Brown uh, for week 16 either and Mike Kosicki from the Miami Dolphins. They're playing New Orleans, and Malcolm Jenkins is one of the best safeties in the league. People don't know that he was brought into the league as a corner, and that he transferred over into the safety position. So whenever you put the the safety on tight ends, as you saw he put on Gronk, he's very physical. He can hang with Gronk. If he can hang with Gronk, he can hang with Kosicki. I promise you. But I think that New Orleans defense has something to prove. I think the Dolphins are hot. It should be a really good game. I'm actually excited to watch that game. But I'm going to give the advantage of the New Orleans defense over Mike Isecki this week. Hey, that's it for week 16 and week 15 coverage. I'm going to make sure you guys are in the playoffs. If you have any questions, you guys know where to hit me up. And I can't wait for y'all to tell me about your success in fantasy football this year. Because I helped. But you know how it is. I'll catch you guys next week.
0: Thank you, Gerard, as always, for the insight. And make sure you listen to the man for your start and sit. Try and get those W's in your leagues. This has been a really, really strange year because starters haven't played like it and random dudes like Duke Johnson are out here balling and leading the fantasy (laughs) landscape as running backs. So weird stuff, but love to see it, love to hear it. Thank you, Gerard. Also, if you guys haven't seen, haven't heard, in case you missed it, our boy Gerard had a vlog that came out Earlier this weekend, he went to the Bucks bills game in Tampa, had a little vlog, had a good time, had his heart broken, and saw some historic passes made by Tom Brady. So go check that out. Not a long one. Go take your five, I think it's like five or six minutes, and enjoy the cinema masterpiece <coughs> that this man created. So go check that out. And we're going to keep pushing over here because we're really into the thick of this NBA season, bro and we're 2 years into this pandemic and it is hitting maybe harder than it ever has in the NBA landscape yeah. outside of obviously pushing back the season and causing the bubble but this is this has been rough we've had several games get pushed back we've had several teams get just decimated including the nets um particularly the nets
2: and the, the bulls
0: have been really bad too and these teams are just <clears throat> getting decimated by protocols. Like, these guys are either getting COVID or they're obviously contact tracing because they play together. So, they're having to send all yeah. these guys out. And there was actually a rule that just came out today. Uh, the NBA, P or NBPA just, like, d- decided on a rule that teams are allowed to sign players as, like, replacement players. In other words, you know, like, 10-day contracts, essentially, but kind of indefinite until we, they figure out how this is uh, done because teams just don't have players to play in games and they can't keep pushing these games back because you know tv rights and all that there's too many things going into pushing these games back further than they already have so you we're getting players, we're getting replacement players. There's a whole issue a couple of years ago that we might have had like replacement refs in the N, or in the NFL and lockouts. We always think like, oh, are we going to get replacement players for a lockout? Uh, no, but we will for COVID. We're <laughs> yeah. about to sign guys. <clears throat> they just must be able to play at the next available game. That's like the one thing that's important here. But you're gonna see a lot of names that you've maybe never heard of, or names that you have heard of. I know you mentioned the other day Mario Chalmers is in the G League for the Lakers? I don't remember what team you said, but, like, you're going to start seeing names like Mario Chalmers come up, and you're like, oh, they still play basketball?
1: Yeah, and then, um... It was the, I think, Magic and Net game the other day. And one of the commentators was like, this is the most people that ever came to watch a G League game ever. And the names were just wild. The best player on each team was Patty Mills. And it was the best
0: by like a <laughs> long shot. Like, if you yeah. look at the Magic, and the Magic wound up winning this game, which is like, more impressive, their best player at any given time was either Gary Harris or Robin Lopez, whoever you consider actually good. I don't know if I consider either, but here we are. Um, And then, like, you're getting 36, you're getting 35 minutes over Chris Okuke, Okuke? I don't even know who that is. And then you look at the Nets in this game. Patty Mills, Blake Griffin, we know them. Who in the world is David Duke Johnson giving us 36 minutes and 18 points? Like, who? I genuinely don't know. And this is not to, like, belittle you. I'm sure you're a baller, bro, (laughs) because you're in the NBA. Regardless of COVID, you're a baller. But, like, I don't know who you are.
1: We don't know who they are. And in hindsight, this is really cool for those players. Because they just get a spot to be the guy. Well, and, like. That they wouldn't get this opportunity yeah, anywhere else. And,
0: you know, uh, what's this other guy? Cam Davis or Cam Thomas? Yeah, Cam Thomas. Like he was also in this game for the Nets, played thirty six minutes. He, it. He he's our rookie. He's he's a rookie. Okay. He's okay. a baller. I was gonna say it's kind of like the opposite, with, not the opposite, but like you know he comes into the game, it doesn't particularly play well. But then you have David Duke mm-hmm. Johnson comes in and plays pretty well, and he he shot pretty efficient, and he had a bunch of boards and a bunch of like offensive boards, and it's like oh wait, this guy has some value and. You know, despite yep. it being against the the maybe B team of the Magic, who are a B team to begin with, um,
1: B B is generous. <laughs> you,
0: know, <laughs> you know, the Orlando Magic own New York this year. That's all I know. Three of their six wins have been against New York teams.
1: So. Yeah. I'm not gonna dispute yeah, dude, that. You can, that's a
0: fact. <laughs> so I can't. there's nothing else to say about that. And the
1: Magic have the Nets number almost every year, so Yeah. <laughs> live your live your life, Orlando. Live
0: your life, Orlando.
1: So, it's all you got. Well,
0: you know, that's like the main game that was like affected by it. Like if you look at the box score, you're just like, I don't know who these people are, but there's just like depth is just gone right now in the NBA.
1: But then it's not only the NBA, it's through the nfl protocols have been wild like you mentioned in the nfl part of the episode games are being rescheduled we got games on tuesday sure we're gonna get some on on a wednesday here in the next couple of weeks uh nba games are getting um, postponed and all that um a couple of nhl teams are actually shutting down their team until well, we like i saw a certain...
0: i don't think i i don't know if it was this morning or last night but cross-country travel is just done like, you're not doing cross-country travel in the NHL now. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing. Nice.
1: Also, um, in Canada, some of the stadiums are 50% capacity, again. So, all across the board, and then even outside of the major sports, we, soccer and PGA and stuff like that, just the protocols and everything is just starting to ramp back up
0: to what it was last year in the dark days of uh, – of sports, yeah, and, you know that's kind of what happens. These new variants are hitting, and they're hitting strong. And pretty much, this like Omicron came out, and it was just like, uh oh. And like two weeks later, mm. the, here we are getting the Woj bombs every day. I saw a really funny tweet though. I don't know if I shared it with you. I don't think I did. Uh, Bobby Portis tweeted the other day. He was like, "I'm in protocols," and Wojnowski didn't tweet about it. I'm sick because <laughs> bobby portis is just like man i don't got enough clout to be tweeted by Woj. And...
1: bobby portis don't got I, Woj bomb potential I, I that was
0: pretty funny so uh, that is he, he got put the protocol and wanted the one the big outlets to talk about it and he didn't get it
1: yeah literally every single day bro somebody else is in protocols and it's just like
0: what are we doing God.
1: What's gonna happen? It kinda
0: overshadows the news, right? But we had news on Friday. We were literally sitting down about to watch Spider Man and I get a news update on my phone during like the the trailers before the movie. And it's like Kyrie Irving is now gonna play away games and I was like, Huh? Because the Nets are so decimated by COVID. They're like, Kyrie, we need you to play away games like you're gonna do it and he's like okay and then literally like eight hours later he gets put in the protocols
1: yeah it's like you're you're not gonna play because we don't want distractions but you know what we need it we We just need it now we have nobody well
0: and it's kind of funny too because if you know Kyrie's gonna come back from the protocols at some point he's gonna play if you're Mm -hmm. the nets are you like intentionally tanking to be a five seed Because you don't want mm-hmm. home court advantage. Why would you want no, home court advantage no. when you're second or third best player, depending on the day, I guess, and the, the moon cycle and whatever Kyrie's feeling and his, his like, chi levels? Um, <laughs> you don't want to beat a home team because if you go to game seven and now you're like, man, we don't have Kyrie now. Like, that's, that's tough. So, like, if I'm the Nets, they're the it one seed tough. in the, the East right now. Do you try and start thinking a little bit? I mean, clearly like it it helps when you lose to the magic because you have no team, so it's like, hey, here's a free loss, but Yeah. Those are things to think about, right? I don't think they will. It is. I don't think they are going to, but like, if I'm Steve Nash, I would absolutely try. Or at least not be the one seed so that like every game sevens at home. Like at least be the three. You know?
1: yeah it's it's tough and it's just unprecedented it's on, bro it's
0: literally the worst home court advantage ever and i mean partly because like the nets fans aren't like the strongest fan base in the world they're probably like somewhere in the middle right uh playoffs are playoffs, yeah. playoffs. so i'm sure they'll they'll turn yeah the, the stadium yeah, is I'll, rocking i'll, sure, I'll sure they'll turn up for that but who cares about a home court advantage when you're missing your second best player
1: <laughs> that's the thing because now teams are just gonna game plans strictly off of that all right well they could have these home games but we (laughs) we got four home games ourselves, that we're just gonna ride it out a better
0: team in our place but we're in our place so we can make fun of Kyrie all game long and he's gonna start getting sad at the fans and all of a sudden yeah you know what i'm saying so it's like the weirdest advantage non-advantage thing i've ever seen and we're gonna kind of see how that plays forward. Uh, if he even, yep. I, I'm still not convinced he's gonna play any games this year, because he it's been five, six days since that announcement, and it still hasn't happened. So we'll see.
1: Eh, yeah, we. Only time will tell.
0: Only time will tell.
1: And the only time is gonna tell if we end up having a full season. Yeah, I. Yeah, because yeah. with everything spiking. Who's to say we don't get another sports lockdown? And that's going to be tough.
0: It's going to be really tough. I don't think we will. Well, it, it's hard to say. It's it's really hard to say. How, how much harder is it going to be hitting and all that?
1: That's yeah, the thing. I don't
0: think we necessarily will again. But, you know, maybe if it's for the best, and it's going to keep people healthy. Then maybe it's something that needs to happen. We'll kind of see, yeah. though. We'll, we'll be we'll keep you guys up to date on kind of what's happening with that. Um, best place to find out from all that as well is to go to our Twitter, go to our Instagram, particularly our Instagram at underscore spectators, trying to get all the, the news out there that we can. Uh, make sure you peep the stories and all that for like a smaller stuff like Bobby Portis getting <laughs> COVID protocols. calls like he might.
1: Well, we'll show you love, Bobby. We'll, we'll <laughs> so. If you're listening to this, because I heard yeah, you're I a fan. I actually
0: heard that like 80 <laughs> of the uh, NBA is a fan. Of the pod, uh, friends of the pod, and uh, you guys should be too. And so, if you're not already following us on socials, you definitely should be, because your favorite NBA player loves us. So you know, it's only right. It's, it's only right. Only right. But you got anything else for me this week, Brick? I mean, it, it's kind of weird. Like it's hard to talk basketball when like there's things like this kind of going on. But
1: yeah, the the, the only uh, thing I'll mention for basketball is that we're. How many weeks into it? Like four weeks, five weeks, about thirty ish games. And the Cleveland Cavaliers are. I was literally going to say it. The
0: Cavaliers are actually a good team. They're legitimate. They're actually good. So So don't talk about LeBron. This is not a LeBron thing. This has nothing to do with him. I've seen a lot of like Twitters like area talking like, oh, imagine Cleveland with LeBron. If Cleveland had LeBron right now, which I don't even want to put that hypothetical into the world because it's not going to happen. But if this Cleveland team had LeBron, they're the best team in the NBA. I think it's. I think they're that good already. Is this
1: Cleveland team like one of the deepest, like including the LeBron ones, right now?
0: What do you mean, like in terms of Cleveland teams in the past? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the yeah. deepest Cleveland's ever been, but it doesn't. That's not necessarily a good thing because, like, they were always top mm-hmm. heavy for a reason because that top was so good. You know? Yeah. Like, I, I don't yeah, know how good that's... of a thing that is, but. <laughs> hey yo <laughs> they are um they're legitimate and don't don't sleep now but Darius Garland through the same amount of games to start his career has 40 more made threes than Steph Curry did at this point in his career and he's three years younger than Steph was at the this many games played in this point of his career. It's not a direct comparison, but that's kind of the trajectory and the talent that Darius Garland has showed two years in, and he's like a rookie sophomore that nobody's talking about, and he's he's really really good.
1: Yeah, I feel like the only talk you ever got about Garland was think... just the nickname for him and Colin Sexton.
0: We'll that
1: that was a sexland
0: well yeah and, and they're really good i mean obviously collin's out and, like that that's it they're playing pretty well yeah. even without Colin. uh evan mobley is the rookie of the year and i don't think he loses that at any point evan mobley might be defensive player of the year i think he's that like gifted already so
1: um i do want to bring this to light we got some breaking news chris godwin is out for the rest of the year what they tore in ACL. So you got a brook bomb.
0: Brook bomb. Brook bomb. That's tough.
1: Yeah, yeah. that's that yeah. sucks. He was having that's, a really, that's a really big,
0: good year, too.
1: That's a big blow for the Buckies. So You know, I will say,
0: I will say Chris Godwin maybe had the worst playoffs I've ever seen a wide receiver have last year. So maybe it's not the worst thing in the world. He's yeah. really talented and he's really good, but he was making some bonehead drops in the playoffs last year, so. It's tough. It's certainly tough. But uh yeah, I I I'm happy you mentioned Cleveland because I certainly was going to because they are looking
1: I, I was looking at it the the whole talk. I know we weren't gonna talk any uh like teams and stuff, but that just had to be mentioned. I also wanna mention
0: Just throwing this out there, the West is not very good, the Lakers aren't very good, the Clippers aren't very good. The Memphis Grizzlies, they kind of look good. I don't know where it came from. I mean, I know where it came from. I've been saying they're getting better every year. I was just scared that every team in the West was going to just, like, stay above them. Dylan Brooks and John Morant are a nice little duo. That's all I got.
1: And that I love that. That's sick. And then the Suns and Warriors being at the top two is just, just wild.
0: It's. <laughs> You love to Good see stuff. it. Uh, we'll probably talk more basketball next week if we don't get shut down on it. I know we haven't talked a whole lot of basketball uh, this no. this season so far, but uh, I like to talk more basketball after the Christmas games anyway, like when games start to actually matter. So we'll we'll definitely get more into that probably starting next episode and and thereafter.
1: Yeah, because we only got a couple more weeks of the NFL. Get into playoff talk. Get into basketball, pseudo, all-star, break, coming up, talk, and, and go from there. Go from there.
0: But thank you guys for listening. Always go follow us on uh, what is it YouTube if you're not watching it already. Go check us out on all the Spotify, all that, Apple Music, Apple Podcast, all that good stuff. And uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, everybody. Next week. Peace.